Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Well, good morning. It's Wednesday, July 11. Um, welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira, And I'm Japhet Oliveira. Japhet, midweek. Yeah. Let's have prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Heavenly Father, just thank you again for this week, everything we're processing, this text, this, this, this capstone of this first part of the letter of Romans, and uh, letter to Romans, I ask God for a blessing on the passage today. New translation, new insights, uh, bring us to a new place. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are back in our old English Standard Version today, so we'll see what the kind of traditional approach happens to be. Romans 4, 13 through 25, the promise realized through faith. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told. So shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words, it was counted to him, were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him who raised from the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. All right. Here we go then. Our question for today is this. What is the difference between blind faith and intelligent faith? I knew we were coming to it at some point. But what is the difference between blind faith and intelligent faith? And which does God want from us? And how do we get it? Which does God want from us? And how do we get it? Well, can I can I read you a quote from oh, yeah. um, the well-known and now deceased, sadly, um, atheist? It's Christopher Hitchens. Okay. You remember him? Mm. Faith is the surrender of the mind. It's the surrender of reason. Hmm. It's the surrender of the only thing that makes us different from other animals. It's our need to believe and to surrender our skepticism and our reason, our yearning to discard that and put all our trust or faith in someone or something that is the sinister thing to me. Out of all the virtues, all the supposed virtues, faith must be the most overrated, Mm. is what he says. It's really interesting. And he also has, um, probably many of you know this, Hitchens' razor, you know, which is a principle or a uh, an idea. Okay. What can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. Uh, I like that. I mean, I like that. But what yeah. it also means, yeah, is that sure. you, it, the burden of proof is not on you to dismiss something that somebody is, has claimed without any yeah. evidence. Yeah. And often people argue in that way, like, well, you have to prove to me that yeah. aliens don't exist or, or that they're not 
you know, waking me up and... I think the question would really be for me is evidence. What, what, what constitutes mm, evidence? Yeah I, yeah, I think that's interesting. And I think... I think because what, here's the thing. Sure. Um, sometimes, you know how you'll have hunches about something. Um, maybe you have a bad feeling about a person mm-hmm. who comes to your door. There's mm-hmm. something... You don't have evidence to shut the door in their face, but you have something. There's something that is... Um, telegraphing to you yeah. there's danger. Malcolm Gladwell will say in a blink you would know. Yeah. yeah, and I think that you you can't always discount the hunches that you have because I think that that is a form of evidence. It's mm. not something that you can put in a peer-reviewed journal article, but I think um, people's... Um, intuition. Intuition is not something that can be totally discounted. And I, So I don't know totally what to do with that because I am a person, I think evidence is important. But I also think of lots of occasions where I've done things where I haven't had evidence, yeah. but I've had a feeling about it, and I felt like it was the right decision. Yeah. I think that uh, I think that we would like to live in a world that's actually very concrete, right? Uh, yeah. And it would be nice to have everything be really, really know exactly how things are going to work out. But then there are some things that are just beautiful that it's nice to not know how things are going to work out. I mean, there's some things that are just fantastic. I love is one of those amazing things that is great to know and great to not know how it works exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what makes us humans. Yeah. Uh, and and it's just difficult for some people to deal with. So what's the difference between blind faith and intelligent faith? Well, of course, I want to lean to intelligent faith. I don't like the idea of blind faith. Um, but I but I think that it's an interesting contrast. Again, Mark, he's tricking us into this. And you've got to read the Daily Walk. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, bold.church forward slash daily, especially what Mark shares today. But uh, the difference between blind faith and intelligent faith, which does God want from us and how do we get it? I actually believe that God is calling us to intelligent faith. I think he well, wants would he, us. Would he have a problem with us having blind faith? Would I God think that God wants to grow that? us. No, I think God would, would grow that? us. That's not intelligent enough faith. No, I think God wants to grow us always. And I think that God never rejects us, but I do think that God is constantly pulling us. I mean, look at Paul's writings here in this chapter of four, as he comes to this culmination right now, he's saying, look, I've, I've told you everything in chapter three. I told, I reaffirmed what I said in chapter one, verses 18 through to the, the end there. But now I'm going to bring you these two witnesses, Abraham and David. And I'm going to tell you, by the way, that everything is capstone inside this and you're all accepted. And you're going to continue this great story all the way through here, just in case you forgot it. Ta-da! It's all intelligence, very okay. smart stuff. I have a question. Hmm. Does does intelligent faith have to be based on... Um, IQ? No, evidence that is, that is, in fact, good evidence. Or could it just be that you're using evidence rather than just accepting something blindly? For instance... I think it's context Jim Jones, the People's Temple, drink the Kool-Aid. When yeah. I talk to my students about this, they have no idea what I'm talking about. They don't know where <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid comes from, but... You know, when those people drank yeah, the yeah, Kool-Aid, yeah. were they exhibiting blind faith or was it intelligent faith? Did they have a reason for thinking mm. that Jim Jones was somebody that they could trust? And even if, obviously, those reasons weren't good, was it their fault? Do you, do you know what I mean? I never met uh, David Koresh. I was going to say, I never met Jim Jones. No, I'm no. like, yeah, no kidding. No, I never met David <laughs> Koresh, uh, but I did see him speaking. Um, and, uh, and yeah. Okay. So people who followed him, did they have blind or intelligent uh, faith? They were, there were some people that were very smart that followed him, but, but the interesting thing about the people who, who were smart is that I don't think that Mark is is talking about intelligence in the sense of just IQ. Right. I don't think he's talking about just 
oh, if you're like a genius, then, then God only wants people with 150 IQ and above. I think what he's talking about in intelligent faith here and the difference between blind faith and intelligence is those who come, let us reason the Isaiah kind of concept of it. I think you guys say Isaiah entirely differently to the we way say I do. Isaiah, but that's okay. Yeah, it yeah. Matter. But I, we'll but understand. I think that's what he's talking about because God wants us to be engaged in conversations with Him, and no matter where we are, our context matters. So, well, and sometimes yeah. I think we we switch off our critical faculties. Yeah. You know, if we decide that, hey, I'm following this person, then we we just give them a free pass. And I think about that, everything. Like and I we think no that, longer yeah. are thinking about what yeah. they're saying and what they're asking of us. It's just like, oh yeah, I, I like him, so I'm going to do what he says. He's my leader. That's why I think Whatever. science and religion actually are very compatible and and work and blend well together. And I think that people who want to kind of separate them out and say you can't actually do anything with science and you have to just work with faith it kind of diminishes faith, diminishes mm-hmm. God, diminishes the beauty of what God is pulling. You know all the different disciplines that exist out there for us to learn things about who God is and what God does and how he operates and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's good stuff inside there. So how do we get intelligent faith is a great question. And I mean, I think we've established that we would like to believe that God wants intelligent faith. But how do we get intelligent faith? I think, again, coming back to that thing we talked about earlier this week, time, being an honest conversation with him, I think that's important. It's just like a good relationship. But I think God would probably appreciate the benefit of the doubt. That, that we, oh, wouldn't that be good? That we believe that he is working for ultimate good. Because yeah. that is kind of, I mean, that's a I big actually, assumption. That does take a leap I, of faith. We're born into this universe. Yeah. We don't have any way of knowing what the heck is going on. We're just kind of land here. I've so come to that conclusion now. So you do have to have faith now. that, okay, that there is a good, that there's a goodness that's driving all of this. Yeah. I've come to that conclusion now for myself. And so I rest in that space. Um, I always look at God with that perspective and it and it really helps me embrace everything that I look at so when I come to a difficult passage in the Bible um, I'm always looking at the passage with this preconceived idea God is love therefore if I don't understand it if it doesn't make sense to me it's because I haven't understood God yet so I'm going to give some time to that I'm going to wrestle with God on this and I think it's actually good to admit who we are who we perceive God to be and to and to process that with God. But think about this, my friends, with each other. What is the difference between blind faith and intelligent faith? Mark that up. Which does God want from us, and how do we get it? I encourage you to do that. Look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.